The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. What's good? It's Colleen Witt and Eating While Broke is back for Season 3. Brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. We're serving up some real stories and life lessons from people like Van Lathan, DC Youngfly, Bone thugs and harmony and many more. They're sharing the dishes that got them through their struggles and the wisdom they gained along the way. We're cooking up something special, so tune in every Thursday. Listen to Eating While Broke on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, it's a late Sunday recording of Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. Max, this has got to be the, the latest we've done this before. I, I had to wait for you to get to San Fran and, and have your assistant check you into the hotel and get your <laughs> bags out. I mean, this has been a process for you. You've had a long day. Yeah, it's been a long day, but, you know, always nice to end the day on a high, which is, you know, doing the Get a Grip podcast with Shane Bacon. So, I mean, you know, what a, what a nightcap. Um, so I, I want to get us going. If you're okay with this, I'm going to start us off. I've got two feel good Fridays, which is typically not what we start with, but I, I just, you know, it's major championship week, which is a feel good Friday to begin with. Cause I can't believe we have a major here already. Uh, or I guess already it's been more yeah, than already. A year. Um, <laughs> it's just, I feel like we just had one. Yeah. Just snap your fingers. It was Shane Lowry winning. Um, Shane, I hate, I hate, I hate to cut you off before you do your feel good Friday, but I have to open the podcast with this. This will be a feel good Friday. Cause it'll make you chuckle or jaw on the ground. But I just saw this. It is nine 27 PM. I checked into my hotel probably six minutes ago. And as I was checking in, <laughs> Bryson Shambo walked behind me and was walking to the gym. <laughs> Come on. I swear on my life. Did, did you say something to him? <laughs> no, I kept my head down. He was looking really jacked. So I just let him do his thing. It's, you know, a nighttime gym like that. That's you're in your own, you know, you're in your element. You're in your space. So I, you go your way. I'll go my way. There is personally, I don't know how you are about this, but I am. I am pretty worthless after about 6 p.m. at everything. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever tried to do the late evening workout? In high school, we I used to do it uh, on occasion, and 
I guess when you're in high school, you feel like you can kind of like, you know, whatever. You're just give me a Red Bull. Yeah, I'm good do to go. Whatever. Whatever. Work but out for two nowadays, hours. like, I mean, what would the point be? <laughs> oh, if I would be in there. Do I would do? I would probably be on the treadmill. I would ex- I would hope to be on the treadmill for 20 minutes. I would last eight minutes. I would lift two <laughs> weights, and then I would be out. You said he was going in at 9:27. I'd be out by 9:35 easily. That's Easy. amazing. Oh, that's great insight. In, 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 I'm sorry to cut you off, but that no, has, I, that, I just saw it. Like this is breaking. I am so happy. <laughs> I'm. I am so. Ha- and everybody listening is happy. Uh, and we'll get. You know what? We'll get to Bryson a little bit later in the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, feel good Friday. So, um, last week's episode, I would say, uh, f- probably the the most well received episode we've done thus far in 29 episodes of the podcast. Uh, people loved it. They loved the way you were talking about your game, your confidence the way you played, uh, just kind of the insight into it. I got a ton of messages on the Get a Grip Instagram account. If you're not following that already, I don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, what are you doing? Come on. Um, But this was one that stood out, and I I wanted to share because it uh, touched me personally because uh, you'll find out why because I I would love to be this guy. (laughs) You sound like Ollie from – or not Ollie. uh, uh, Oh, who's the guy from Parks and Recreation who does the news? Uh, oh, Perd Happily. Perd, you sound like Perd. I will. You will understand this when I'm done <laughs> saying what I'm about to say. <laughs> uh, Perd Happily, one of the better characters in well, yeah. network television Sneaky. history. Um, Alex Carbone sent us this. Okay, here it is. Guys, was listening to last week's episode on the way to the golf course, as you should. And as a prospective PGA member, I was gearing up for my PAT. Now that's the player ability test for people that don't know. You play 36 holes. You basically have to shoot rounds of 77, depending on the course rating. That was me, by the way. That wasn't Alex's email. He said, I certainly struggle <laughs> with confidence on the course. Hearing Max speak about his outing this weekend after some tough recent weeks, but knowing how hard he's been grinding really inspired me to stay positive on the golf course today, no matter what. Lo and behold, he made his first hole in one in his PAT. No he said, thanks for both sharing Hell your positivity. Yeah. Know that the podcast inspired at least one person. Thanks and keep grinding. So, Alex, you started the show. Congrats on the ace. This, of course, would have been last week. Never had one. I'm sure it was a great experience, a great feeling. <laughs> Matt, Max, have you ever made a one in like a real tournament? You know, like a like doing something like Alex is doing, where it's you know, I mean, it, there's a lot, there's a lot on on the line for you. I made one at the Walker Cup. Well, yeah, I guess that's right. So you made it at the Walker Cup. Did it rattle you a bit? I mean, was it rattling to make a one and then have to get back in the round? Um, that's a great question. It was a long time ago. Con- yeah, it was forever ago. It's not, late, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, not really. Um, I rattles the wrong word. It, it took a little bit to come down from the excitement, just like the yeah. cheer or whatever. But I, I wouldn't say to get back into the tournament, but you do, I guess, yeah, a little bit. Like you go so up, and then you have to find back level just with your emotions. But I don't know. Maybe we're just like, technically it is just an Eagle. <laughs> so like I've made point. those before. So I guess maybe your, your, your mind is somewhat accustomed to just like going to the next hole, but it was weird to just, it was match play also. So it was weird just to walk, pick up the ball and like, just keep walking. <laughs> like there was no waiting. There was no right in the score. Like it's just like, okay, on to the next hole. <laughs> well, it was, it was Jonathan bird that made the one in Vegas, right? In the yeah, playoff walk off. And, and <laughs> so I, but sick. weren't there, wasn't there one more person that had yeah. to hit? I, I, I feel think like there, there was two. Yeah. And like, how, how yeah, awkward uh, is that? <laughs> let me just well, what's the number? <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll hit the hard six. Yeah. I guess it's the six. What's the I good was number? between, but now I'm just going to make it. <laughs> uh, second one. And then we'll get into the week that was, um, this is a, another feel good Friday. 
Uh, I have another podcast. I don't know if you knew this or not, Max. You've been on it, but it's I thought the I just kind of I, I kind of tricked you into just coming to my house and having margaritas <laughs> after. Uh, during Trick the early stages, anytime, Shane. The, I, as long as TPs is involved. But uh, during the early <laughs> stages of COVID, I had a few people on that were doing you know unbelievable things. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, kind of going above and beyond. One of them was a young lady named Sarah Hoffman, plays on the Symmetra Tour. She's also a nurse. And, of course, there was no golf to be played, so she went back to the hospital to help out with people. If you haven't listened to the episode, uh, I urge you to because you'll become a fan of Sarah's, ob- obviously, quickly. But uh, Sarah had talked to me about caddies, and she said it was going to be hard to have caddies once they returned to golf, and we joked about getting her a push cart. Lo and behold, my friends at Walker Trolleys hooked Sarah up with what they're coining the Ferrari of push carts, I believe. Uh, And she got it, and she has it, and she's going to use it in tournaments. So thanks to Walker Trolleys for doing something good for somebody that's doing good things. And as we end that, I want to lead into an event that I feel like does a lot of good for people. That is the event you just played in, the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Uh, You had shoes worn this week. You donated money. You urged people to donate as well. We donated some on our end. Uh, exciting week in terms of playing in the event and you got off to a hot start. I just want you to kind of wrap up the week that was, I I know, you know, you've had a long day after playing, but can you just take us through the week, especially after the hot start on Thursday? Yeah. um, St. Jude uh, has sponsored this event for a long time. It's one of, if not my favorite organizations. Um, So every year I like to, this was part of my feel good Friday. Every year I like to do some sort of birdie donation, uh, it's typically difficult on this golf course because it's quite, quite hard. <laughs> so maybe it's not the best idea, but I try and I've been, you know, kind of imploring people through social media to join as well. Last year, uh, caught a lot of grief from the fantasy uh, uh, sports people and which was OK, because then we spun it into, OK, just, you know, donate for my bogeys and doubles, which was plentiful, uh, especially the first three days. So <laughs> it was cool. Like we did it again this year. Um, so I, I just really love what St. Jude does. Uh, I went to their hospital last year. We got to do like a uh, myself, Ches Reeve and Bryson DeChambeau got to go to like, uh, you know, special section. They had a putting green. It was really, really, really cool. Kids were awesome. The kid Reed, who was on TV today, was there. He's a badass kid, like fearless. We're doing putting contests. He's, you know, talking trash. It was awesome. Uh, but this year, especially cool was that uh, a few of them, I think Reed was one of them. I'm not sure. Um but they, uh, a few, four of the kids made, uh, design shoes for the foot joy people and we got to wear them. And, uh, you know, it's awesome. Every time you look down at your feet, you're like, like, how cool is this? Like what, a, just because obviously St. Jude does a ton, but even looking past St. Jude part, like it's just four kids who made you shoes. Doesn't matter what's going on in their life. That's just, that's sick. So, uh, I, I thought that was, that was just like a fun it was fun for me, like selfishly, it felt, it felt really, really cool and special. And I really appreciate what they did. Um, yeah, but if the golf course could be easier, I could donate more money, I guess. I mean, I might need to up my, my, my unit here, uh, coming up. I had a dumb idea for later. I was going to throw this. Okay, I didn't, throw it at me I didn't, I didn't realize. Did you, you sent this on social on Twitter. It's a website you used to frequent a lot. Uh, you said you, how many birdies you make? How many did you make for the week? 11. So I was surprised by the number, especially given how you played on Thursday. Have you thought about par donations? Well, I thought I I think someone did par donations. Okay, okay. Speaking of that, Henrik Stenson broke like the par record this week. Oh, it was oh, it was it was so good. Sixty-two pars, I think. That's pretty wild. 
I mean, that do that at a major venue, and <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe he's got a second major. <laughs> maybe I'm does. not sure it's going to work for this one. But so you you talk about the golf course, and you open with I think you open with 66. You had a great Thursday. What makes the golf course so difficult when things aren't going your way? Yeah, so it, one of my favorite courses. It's it's truly demanding. There's very few. Every single hole out there, this is the difference, I guess it would be the best way to explain it, between a course like Minnesota and a course like Memphis. And I'm just picking on Minnesota because the scores are typically really low. There are obviously hard holes in Minnesota, and there are obviously hard holes in Memphis. I'm not saying that Minnesota just is all easy holes. The difference is, is if I, if you hit a poor shot on a, a, a quite a few holes at Minnesota, especially off the tee, or even honestly around the greens, but let's just go off the tee, you more often than not have a recovery shot that you can make a part. Like this just it's a lot harder when you're playing well. This is all relative to playing well. When you're playing well, it's very difficult to make a bogey just because it ha- gives you like a lot of outs essentially. It's like kind of like poker. Like you just have another you could either pitch out to the front of the green to but I mean it's not going to be like you're making birdies all day, whatever. So that's kind of where it is. Now there's water on that golf course, but the bailout side just isn't that difficult. It's harder than the fairway. I mean, you're not going to be stiffing it, but you can make your par. So if you feel uncomfortable, you just ship it over there. Memphis is the exact opposite. And I think the reason is, is the Bermuda rough Bermuda makes literally everything harder. Like you have to play for flyers. You have to play for balls that don't come out when it was in the morning this week, the rough, which wasn't that long, but it was kind of long when it was wet. You like could move the ball at times, you know, 80, 90 yards. You also can't curve the ball out of the Bermuda because the ball has so little spin you need spin to curve a golf ball so you can't turn it around little trees so even if it's just this little like hook or little cut you have to hit you just can't like you it's so unpredictable and then you add in how much water it has and, and this is this is my point with Minnesota Minnesota has a ton of water but again with the way the lies are the way the grass is the water is the the lies are predictable so the water doesn't feel like it comes into play whereas holes like 12 12 at memphis is one of the harder holes you'll ever play and what's crazy is and this is why it's such a good course you hit that fairway you have a wedge in and it is not a hard hole cuz it's one of the more benign greens it is pretty flat it's pretty big like it's really easy uh however there's water right and then left is the Bermuda Bermuda rough. Then your next shot is going over the water. And we hit it there four, four times, somehow made four parts or no, three times made four parts. And from the left, like you're just, there's nothing to do. One day we kind of pitched it down to the left and had a really hard up and down and somehow did it. Uh, yesterday I hit one and it came out solid because I had a pretty good lie. But again, it starts like slicing just because that's what the ball does out of this stuff. It knuckles like there's not a lot of it's not a lot of control over it and somehow gets on the green. And then today had a so it's like a mud lie. ball. It's like a yeah, mud ball it's reaction. Just like you just a mud you ball. got nothing. But with typically it goes so much further. So today we had 150 or well, sorry, 155. I hit my pitching wedge 140 ish. And we hit pitching wedge, try to land it, you know, somewhere near the 150, 145 mark. And fortunately it does. But while it's in the air, like the, it, it's like you could t- cut the tension with a knife. Like you're sitting there like, <laughs> I have no idea what to say to this ball. Like you could see it knuckling in the air. You're like, oh God, like this could be short. This could be way long. It could be okay. Then once it's a green, like please stop. So that's where Memphis is difficult. So my point is, is that every hole at Memphis, you can bogey if you mess up the tee shot. So for me, the first day I played very, very nice golf. Um, I putted. It great, uh, but I drove it really, you know, really well and then hit my irons all right. So, you know, I did a lot of good things. I wasn't out of position. And then with like four or five holes left, I'd like 
hit out of position a lot and I only made one bogey, but you know, you could see how hard the golf course was. I never had a birdie look. Uh, I got up and down on the last from like 130 some yards. Like you start having, to, you start to see where these holes that are typically not that difficult are hard. Then the next two days, you know, Friday I drove it pretty much as bad as I've ever, not ever driven it, but like I hit two fairways and on a golf course like that is it's never good. But like I'm saying, like you just can't keep making par. It's so hard to make pars. Saturday did the same, hit it a little bit better off the tee, but still really struggled and then did not put, you know, I put it so well on Friday, you know, Saturday was basically the same scrambling with a little better hitting. And then today, you know, I, today I hit it really, really well. Um, so, and then today I started to see how easy certain holes are like nine. I had never played from the fairway the first two days. Damn. in the fairway, I'm like, this is the easiest hole ever. If you hit the fairway, (laughs) but when you don't, there's no play, like you have no play at the green typically. So that's like the golf course. And that, that was my game. It was very inconsistent at stuff I'm working on. As I've mentioned with my putting uh, and, and just my golf in general, my floor continues to be a, too low with the driver and too low with the putting um you know today i hit it great and put it not so good so that's just like kind of been the story of my golf game i will say that friday friday saturday my attitude was so great which was good i like had to get tested with it it's easy when you get third to have a good attitude but um i uh my attitude was so good and i will say that considering where my first shots went on Friday and Saturday, so where all my tee balls went, I say I scored about as low as I could have scored for two days, which is a, that's good. Like, that's something you do have to look at positively. Minus the chip on nine, which just came out of nowhere. We were grinding so hard, and I chipped one in the water, and it wasn't even a bad chip. I just hit it a shade hard, and it skipped off the fringe and then just kept rolling, whatever. I mean, obviously not a good shot, but, like, it just kind of came out of came out of nowhere as far as, like, I had been chipping it really well, and, like, this ball, I just got nervous and, like, just... I had to have, I had to have it skip twice to the fringe and it skipped only once. And it was, didn't check in time. It goes in the water and you're just like, man, like when you're not hitting it, well, you can't waste a shot or two around the greens. But so, but other than that, like really scored well. And I was no joke. I mean, I told Joe this, I told everyone that would listen to me this. Um, I, I don't think I've ever been more impressed with myself in a round on Friday there because I had pretty much nothing. Like I could not hit the golf ball. I have never, I always have a go-to shot, which is a tee down low, hit a cut. I couldn't do it. It was starting like 20 yards left. And you know, this isn't a golf course where you just start to hope, like you can't hope to find it. Like it's going to sneak up on you. So you're like pull cutting it. And, and oh, no, on not Friday, no you cut. Were, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. On Friday, you were just pulling it. And it yeah, wasn't I, cutting. I, I typically, so on, on Thursday, I hit it well, all, you know, before like the last five holes, I was doing whatever I want. I hit a draw, hit a, you know, cut, I guess, but I was just hitting it straight. It felt good. And then on Friday, yeah, like the ball is just going left of like just starts left. So then I typically will go to like a low cut just to like get myself back in the, and that was going left. Like everything was bad. So, uh, you know, you can't play golf, hit, literally hit two fairways on one of the hardest golf courses from the ref of the season. And I only shot three over like it was, and that was with a triple from like green right. side. Like I, it was the most like toughest golf I've ever played. Joe, like I made birdie on the last and I gave it a fist pump. Cause I was really proud of myself, but Joe, like couldn't believe what we shot. And then of course I think it's going to roll into like some positivity for the next day. And I just continued not to hit it that well, found a lot on the range Saturday afternoon. So I really did like hit it awesome today. Like driver was still like a smidge off, um, feeling, but like the result was good. I actually have a really good feeling of for the future of this. Like sometimes you have to, you learn a lot from sometimes if you're hitting it. Okay. You don't learn a ton from it. Sometimes when you're hitting it like really bad, you actually learn a little bit more in my opinion, because you, you see what like the biggest 
where the biggest extreme miss would go and like it was very consistent so like you can kind of work your way out of that uh sometimes if you're hitting it okay there's not a pattern so i actually have a really good feeling because today was like considering i just from saturday afternoon to today i tried like a cut like one little thing and like really cleaned up a lot of stuff uh, again on a debating course i had no real good, what would uh, you try points well, it's just some, it's not try. I, I guess it's just something I've been working on forever. But I think we finally, you know how sometimes like when you're fixing your golf swing, the 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 what is really difficult like to find. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the main I know it's search. there, but I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, but you know like okay, I I typically miss it left. Let's just say for me, it's usually right. But like I was like okay, uh, but you pick your thing, and then it's like okay, now I need to know what it is that causes that. I had like a, a long talk with my coach about some stuff and I have a very cons- inconsistent move, uh, in my transition in my golf swing. And, um, I feel like I've been band-aiding it and without knowing, I guess I kind of knew the section of the golf swing it was in, but I didn't know like the true what it was. And like, we kind of like had a deep talk and like really, and I actually found some really old videos from uh, my text to him. And like, he finally was what he has been saying for a while that I'm not seeing. Like I started to see sometimes like you have to go like out of it to come back and see it. So I'm like, Holy cow. Like you're right now. It makes sense why I don't want to do it. It's not something that is like particularly comfortable. Uh, Cause it feels like the ball is going to you know start way left and cut back. And I don't really want that. I want to somehow learn one day with the long stuff off the tee to be able to hit like a small draw when I need to. So it's just like kind of backwards. It's the counterintuitive part of golf, but, um, finally like really let it rip. It's not something I haven't worked on before, but it's something where today I was like, you need to like, let this thing go and trust it and and just see what happens. I mean, considering I'm in a spot where, I mean, there wasn't a lot of downside to my day. Like I could give it a go and on the range, even this morning, right. As I started hitting balls, I'm like, okay, got it. Like, and this is like, as I explained to my coach today, to, in my opinion, to my feeling, this is what brings my ceiling or my floor a little bit higher with this is like, I just think that the inconsistency at the top of my golf swing causes a, like, it just causes like a comedy of errors where if that is clean up there, like I can, I can make a lot more out of nothing. Like today, gotcha. like I said, I still felt out of sync, but since I think it was up at the top and coming down in like a pretty good spot, repeated, repeated spot. I can play that. Whereas the other way, it's just like my arms are way behind me. The golf club is short cross line. Like it just so much has to go right for it to come down. Now I have good timing. I have good hands. So like I can do that for days upon days, especially with my irons for whatever reason. I think it's cause it's a shorter swing, whatever too technical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can do that with the irons, but with the driver, like it just becomes a lot of timing. So like over a course of four, over the course of four days, especially on a major championship, for instance, this week or something like last week that is quite demanding, it's going to be difficult to time that out for four days for, for, you know, however many, like 50 some odd holes you're going to play where you have to hit a driver at three. So this week I'm actually excited because I feel like we made a pretty big jump. Um, but I'm sure, you know, most golfers say that all the time, but it did feel like a, a, a big kind of jump just, uh, in the what area, because we know the, what now it's the, how, and I have a good feeling of the, how, but like, and I worked on that today, but you know, can keep getting better there, but you have to get the, what first or else you're again, you're, I feel like I bandaid a lot throughout the season. And I hate that. Cause I like, I'm a big cause and effect guy. Like I want to know, I want to know how to make the root problem better 
or at least know what the root is. And I think I've been dancing around it, not listening great to, to my coach or not maybe understanding certain parts of it. So that's like a big part. And that's where I think like the guys like Justin Thomas and, and Xander and Cantley and Rory and Brooks and all like the best players. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of what I think that if they hit it, like I would, I would guess that if Rory hits a pull short iron, like he does, like that's his miss. I bet you, he knows the, like exactly why he did it. Um, so I, I guess like his, I'm assuming issue would be the how, how, or, or the feeling of how to fix it. Like, but I bet you know, he's never shocked. He's never shocked. He's never shocked. I think he knows he's like, okay, I did that. Now I do this where I feel like mine, when you banded a lot of things together, it's like, okay, I just did that. I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know if I, if if that's in my takeaway, my downswing, my this, my that, like I I go to like seven different spots and that's a problem of mine, but that's just how my brain functions. And fortunately I have a coach that truly understands that and a caddy who truly understands that. And my coach really talked this thing out with me, but I do think that we have the what, which is just nice for my brain. Like, that's what I kind of told him on Saturday. I said, listen, bud, like I can't do this anymore. Like my brain's going to fry if we don't fix this thing that I don't know how to fix. Like I need this to go away because I just can't stop thinking about it when I don't hit the ball. Well, I know where in the golf swing it is, but I have no idea why, what, or how to fix it. And like, we obviously had like, you know, he's the best and we, we, we cleaned up a ton of it, even in just like a, you know, an hour without even him there. So he's coming up this week, which will be good. But I felt like today was fun to go out and feel like I was on autopilot for the most part. I mean, still a few drives here and there that need to be cleaned up, but all in all, um, pretty good week. I mean, horrible result, but I mean, these are the things I got to learn from and, and keep getting better. But again, my, my floor is too low, but the things I see that are positive when my head is in a good place, my score reflects how I play better as opposed to, I swear to God from Friday to Sunday, I would have shot a trillion if I wasn't like, didn't have a better short game. Didn't put it a little bit better. Like didn't stay in the golf tournament mentally. Like those are the things you have to look at positively. I mean, I could look at the negative. Sure. Like 50, whatever second or whatever I got was, is not very good at all, but I mean, is what it is. I, I didn't, I didn't turn 52nd into 62nd, I guess is, is the point. So, I mean, you got to look at something like that for sure. I, I have a question. I want to get into the JT for just a minute about just his continued ability to win events. But uh, I did want to ask this and, and you're kind of touching on it a little bit. It's something I'm, I've observed uh, for a while about WGC events when they don't have a cut and it feels like, and, and I want to get your perspective, obviously being in the field and playing and playing in a few of these now, but you know, there's 20 to 25 guys that are playing well and are in contention, right, at a WGC event. I mean, at every event, but at this event in particular. And then there might be 20 guys after them that have had a couple good rounds at a couple of whatever rounds, and that's why they're in 30th. But I always feel like there's 40 players that are just out of it, that yeah. don't have anything going that week, yet they've got to keep playing because there's no yeah. cut. Does it feel at all like... You know, when you're going out early on a Sunday, does it feel like the guys are kind of just going through the motions more at an event like this with no cut than you see from other events where guys had to play themselves into the weekend? Totally. Um, I mean, 
So I did it last year. I was in the second group off on Sunday, like last place. And even I think I looked at it, even if I shot seven under, I'd go from like second or third to last to like six to last. Like it wasn't right. like I couldn't, there was almost no financial incentive. Like that's what sometimes you look for. It's like, okay, like even today I had a putt on 17 for par. I was like, you make this, it's a couple thousand dollars. Like think of it that way. Like get yourself in this putt. I, I do not have the don't try in me. Like, especially no, right. I do, I do throughout rounds. If I get like, if I, if I'm not in the right space and like, it's going poorly, especially in a four day event where I know I have to be there. Like, sure. I'll pack it in here, but like wake up Sunday, I'm in last, I'm not going to finish last. Like I, that's just where my head goes, but you see it a lot. I mean, I play with Rafa Cabrera Bayo, who is an awesome dude. He played really poorly Thursday and Friday. And you could just tell like, it sucks. He had to play another two days. It could right. not have been good for him. And he ended up finishing, I think last or near the, the bottom, but he, he, yeah, he checked out. I'm not saying that he didn't try a little bit. His game obviously wasn't in the best place to begin with. If he didn't play well Thursday or Friday, but like, yeah, it stinks in that, in that sense. But I think everybody here is obviously fantastic professionals. And whether you check out a little bit, you're still working on something. Now it's possible that you worked on something that hindered your score, but like, does that matter anymore? Like, no, like you're, you're trying to, that's learn what I was wondering everything. So I guess you do see it a little bit more, but I mean, today, you know, Pat Cantley and I are, we're in the same group and Pat's like a, you know, the consummate professional. And I mean, he grinded hard. I grinded hard. I both felt, I felt like we both like, we're very much into it. Now we're, you know, he ends up getting like 30th or something like that. I obviously get, you know, 50th or 52nd. And, um, so like we grind it, but you do see a little more, there's a lot less fire, especially with no fans. I mean, that made it even like probably more so, but I would say that you're right. Like you definitely, if you had a camera on like the f first 12 to 15 <laughs> groups out, I don't think you're going to see the same amount of enthusiasm. I mean, it's very difficult to be excited or even that it's, it's hard not to just be annoyed all day, I guess is the issue. That's what I take from it is if you make the cut, it's, if you make the cut to your point the last few weeks, you've got a chance to kind of play yourself into maybe not even into contention, but into a top 15 or top 20. And I feel like at this event, for whatever reason, maybe it's the golf course, golf course being so difficult, but I just feel like when things aren't going well, the guys just keep dropping down the lead. Well, it's because there is no cut. So Typically, those guys would have been cut that week. Exactly. So their yeah. their their game wasn't in a good spot or isn't in a good spot to begin with. So it's like if you kept the tournament going at Minnesota, like someone's still going to finish like fifteen over, right? Whether they checked out mentally or because of like anything else, but like they're checking out. You know, their their golf game is not there. So the cut we just don't get saves, to see that. Yeah, the you cut saves us from total. seeing bad golf. Is yeah, what it kind of does. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. High Five, High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. 
He sees the job and he gets it done because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports. Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel now through June 9th. Did you watch some golf on Sunday? Did you watch final round? Yeah, so I finished and watched the rest of the round. So I basically caught up when uh, Ricky hit it in two on number three. So he had okay. that like eagle putt. So I saw a lot of it. I didn't see the very end. I saw the last thing I saw was Justin punch out on 16 or kind of bunch out not but really real, sure. real quick what, what what the hell was the tee shot on 15 i i don't even where was he yeah. trying to go that's what i don't get no he's just trying to go up the ferry it's it's a beautiful short par four and you try to hit like a drawing three wood off the right winds off the right but if you hit it left it, it, it typically hits a tree and knocks straight down you hope it doesn't kick left into this water but if even if it kicks straight down like you have no real play at the green uh, you have to like pitch out and then hit a sand wedge or lob wedge on. <laughs> I wish there was a better camera angle. This is not even a cover check. I just wish because that ball had had to had to had to had to have hit the cart path because that it's too long of everything to get over. Right. There, I think, but that cart path has a has a a wall like a bridge wall on it, and and it doesn't go straight towards the hole. It actually like is almost dead across. So that ball probably had like a two foot margin to land in. I'm guessing like to then bounce <laughs> over and not hit the wall. So unless I'm tripping and it flew the water, which it's hard to imagine. Only guys that go to the gym at nine twenty at yeah. night on a Sunday. Well, someone, can hit that I saw line. somebody's GIF said said like, or somebody's uh like made a meme or something that just said like, you know, uh, you know, from Bryce like JT, thanks for the tip for next season. Like I'm going straight <laughs> over the street. So I think it, I whether it hit the path or not, regardless of that, is one of the luckiest shots I've ever seen in my life. I mean, what, th- how far did it go? Three twenty. 320 ish right yeah, up I mean, there the on three the left was, side like, it hit something so i think it hit that path which is nuts it nuts it had to hit hop over i guess it could have maybe hit the path before the bridge hopped over then shot straight and then he had 45 yards dead clean four feet see you later <laughs> got a little lucky on the whatever he tried to do on 16 as well it hit that tree and didn't go in the rough because that's a big difference in the rough to the first yeah, cut it was, it was in the first cut i mean he had, he had an unreal, unreal shot, shot out of there and, and honestly he had an unreal shot second shot it just caught the last limb but uh, that now, you, now that was a great camera angle. They that showed the reverse sick. shot I of love it, that. and it was just the last second it caught. Uh, so one caught of one of the coolest heart. things I've ever seen. I went to Tiger's like the the old Hero World Challenge, which was like the Tiger Shootout or whatever the target 
shootout or something. And it was at Sherwood in California. <laughs> and I, I went and it was like Saturday, maybe. And we go, you know, it's really fun to watch only 18 people. So we're watching Tiger finish, but we're also trying to like catch the bus, the shuttle that's about to leave. So I'm sitting on the back of the green ready to like run, but I wanted to see Tiger at this one shot. So he was leading, he's in like the right trees and I can see where he would be, but I don't know. I can't see him, but there is a screen to my right that's showing the camera angle from behind him. So it's kind of funny because you're watching him get ready, but you can't see, but you know, you're going to see the ball land. So he swings, you know, this big, like, you know, tiger, like high left elbow, you know, Arnie running after it, you know, open the face, big cut. Well, as he hits it, I'm watching the screen. Then I look back to the fairway and I see the ball, you know, and like the ball's coming obviously towards me, but it starts out way to my right. So his left way left. And then just like boomerang cuts, like back lands on the green, like 25 feet. It's like coolest. It was a really cool shot, but it was so cool to like see that angle, like the JT angle where the ball's actually like coming at you right. and you could see like the whole part of it. So that was a really sick camera angle. Hey, um, this is a little thing that I found out today. I don't know if you knew this or not. I'm pretty sure you've never mentioned to me. Uh, you know, control uh, command F, the, how you find stuff on your sure. computer. Do you use that or <laughs> no, not? I'm no, I don't. I just got this thing for the podcast. Oh, I know. You only, you li- so Max <laughs> no bought idea. his laptop just for the podcast. <laughs> right. That's how committed he is as a media guy. Uh, so if you hit command F, if you're ever looking for something, and you, that finds what you're looking for, that's what the F is Will for. it find my swing thought for the Ooh, week? That's a good. that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Send that to your coach. Um, so I command F'd you today. It sounds kind of weird. And, um. <laughs> Justin Thomas, Thomas has Homa in it. I know I've been that. saying this for years. When we were junior golf, so I put some candy in my mouth. I thought you were going to talk for longer. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we were in junior golf, you know, you'd look up your name on your like ranking or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, this Thomas kid's always in front of me. Like always. <laughs> I was like, I get it now. It makes a lot more sense. So when he used to, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm chewing this. This is unbelievable. You, you, I mean, this is. This is such a depart, departing move for you from what you typically are, which is a consummate professional. My bad. Now you, now you got Sour Patch Kids. It's I okay. It. I, I should have got longer with my home attack. I thought you were going. <laughs> I misfire. Um, but yeah, so I would see it all the time. So then, you know, Justin becomes Justin. And I remember he got his like first golf digest cover or something. And, it, you know, it says Justin Thomas. And I sent him uh, a Snapchat and I blacked out like the T and the S. <laughs> and I said, look at that. My first cover. <laughs> so I made, always appreciated made it as well. him. I just wanted to be better than him for like a little while, although he is number one in the entire world at golf. But it'd be nice to be better than him for just a little while. So I could just say you can't spell Thomas without Homa just because I feel like it's a good little dig but i don't think he's gonna give me this opportunity anytime soon what i think is really cool of what you did was that you blacked out uh his lettering so it spelled homa on his first golf digest cover and then you blacked out your first golf digest cover with your arm hair so it was cool <laughs> it was cool that you did it yeah. for both i thought that was that's nice Bald online. <laughs> that's exactly right um i mean I, I don't have much else from the event other than you know justin's unreal and it's nice to see kepka playing well yeah what timing my dad has a great nickname for him he calls him thanos i didn't know this till thursday he goes oh bad timing for thanos to find his groove and i was like yeah i'd love that because i love the avengers and it's actually a really good nickname because in in our world between me and my dad and my family like i'm the protagonist the good guy and anyone else would be the bad guy and he is as cool a bad guy as they come <laughs> i mean he, so yeah he found his game you know coming into a major this is typically what he does well, it's what's so again, I, I've I've complimented Kepka lately a lot because 
I do find him very refreshing. I feel like early in his career, he maybe didn't quite get exactly who he was or how he wanted to be represented to the to the world, to the media and everything. And I feel like now he kind of owns that of who he is. And the interview, Eamon Lynch did, did a Q&A with him on Golf Week. And I mean, I urge people to read it if you haven't read it yet. But it's a, it's something you read. I mean, it's not a podcast interview. You're not hearing Brooks Kepp You talking. read it? Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. It's like on your phone. You could do it on your laptop. Do Command-F, Kepka, and then oh, you'll gosh. find it on there. But I'm already lost. Um, I, uh, you know, the, what he does, the way he talks, the way he presents himself, you know, him on 17 making that putt. I know he hit the ball in the water on 18, but, you know, it just – I love that we have this guy in this sport, if that makes sense. I just feel like he's so different than everybody else that we've seen. And we've talked a little bit about Bryson and his whole, you know, recreating his whole body and his whole approach to the game. But to me, it's, it's Kepka that continues to impress me with him being so comfortable in his own skin, you know? Yeah. I think that what attracts so many people to Brooks minus his immense talent, the fact that he smashes it. He also looks a lot different than all of us. He's really big and and yoked or whatever. Like that, that's obviously uh, the first thing you would see, but he does carry himself really well. He's incredibly confident. I mean, even in that interview earlier this week that, you know, the guy asked, you know, or either, I don't know who asked, maybe Chantel asked, I can't remember, but like, are you still confident, you know, going into the, major as defending champion he goes he goes i am defending aren't i and it's like (laughs) although i didn't think it was like the best jab back like you could tell like he's like i don't care man i know that when my game's good it's better than you know everyone out here that's how he feels and that's an admirable trait so i think a lot of people it's probably divisive but i think in general people are attracted to that quality like the hey i know my goods better than your good let's I'll play you anytime, anywhere. I don't care if I just shot four over. Like, that's the cool part about it. And, yeah, you see it this week. I mean, he went eight under to four under to 12 under to 10 under. You know what I mean? Like, he, he really had it, though. Like, he had a, you have to have a lot of game just to make birdies out here. Uh, speaking of that, Tom Lewis didn't get on TV a whole lot. But, holy cow, that was some unbelievable golf. I mean, I don't know how you make, like, 19 birdies in two days out here. It's I made 11 this week. It was humbling to hear him make 10 yesterday. Um, but like, that's the thing is like Brooks shows a lot of game. It, it's so difficult to win. And I say this almost every week, but you hear so many times, like I had somebody tell, I had somebody tag me in something that said like, uh, Oh, my wife told me not to bring up anything. Not nice. No, but this wasn't not nice. He, they just said, uh, Jack Nicholas had a quote, like, I didn't care about the paycheck. I only wanted to play to win. And then they said, you know, this is maybe why, uh, you know, to me, like, you know, Max is not going for it on 18 last week was, you know, you just got to play to win, but like, you also have to make a paycheck. It's like, yeah, but like, this is the thing about winning. Like, it's not like I could have just decided I was going to hit a three with 255 yards off of a bad lie. Like you can't just decide that. Like there's no, the lie doesn't improve because you're Jack Nick. No, it's it's, still a shit lie. Exactly. It would be the exact same thing. The exact same chance I'd have of going onto the 18th tee and trying to drive the green. Like it's just not going to happen. You know, like I can't do it. Like it just, it was impossible from the circumstances I had. So winning is so difficult. So when you look back on this week, I think a lot of people would look and be like, man, Bryson didn't really close that well. He bogeyed 16. He did birdie 17. He bogeyed or doubled 18. Like, ugh. however, all in all, that's not what people should remember. Justin didn't close that well this week, but he did win. He got 
a break and a half. I'll call it a break and a half, maybe three breaks and a half because the one on 15 was probably a three shot swing, but he got a break and a half, which you need and no knocks, but it's not like he was just like fairway green putt, fairway green putt. Like it was some stuff going on. Brooks had the same type of stuff. It just came one went left in the water. JT's goes right. JT should probably have been in the water. 15 goes up to four yards. Like winning is very, very hard. If they would have played three more holes, you never know. Maybe JT loses, you know, but it ends on 72nd hole. And like, that's this thing. So like Brooks knows this better than I, better than probably everyone considering his like, like consistent confidence. He knows he's playing well. He saw good golf. Did it work out perfectly? No. Does he really care? I'm sure a little bit, but like, there's no knock on it. He doesn't feel any kind of like, oh my gosh, like I messed up the tournament. Winning is hard. Justin is amazing at winning. Like he truly is amazing winning. Brooks is amazing at winning. When they seem to be in contention, they figure out a way to win. That is something you see that is so freaking hard. And if you look at if you look at Brendan Todd, who yes, he doesn't have the firepower that these guys have, and you he may not be like the sexy name you go look at, but look at Brendan Todd. He's had two fifty four hole leads this season. I know he's won twice. So again, no knock. But he has had two fifty four hole leads. He's obviously an amazing player. He has two wins this year, as much as anybody has this year. And he has made zero birdies on Sunday, both Sundays. Like it's so freaking hard because, you know, if it it goes back to uh, what uh, Taylor uh, Gooch and I were talking about last week, because we were joking that like the common golf fan sees eight under lead uh, the first day at Memphis, right? And thinks they keep that going. Oh my god, a thirty under is going to win this week. It's like nope, because nobody tends to do that for four days because you're going to come back down to reality. That's why you kind of sometimes like when you turn a Friday round. For me, it's why I felt like I once uh, Wells Fargo there, uh, uh, Saturday was like a struggle. Everything kind of felt off. The ball wasn't going in as much like I everything felt a little weird, but I turned it into one under like I really gutted it out and turned it into one under again. My game was still in a great spot, but I never let it spiral. And then Sunday you come out and everything feels good again because you're playing great that week and it all falls into place. But you don't just like wake up every day and be like, oh, yeah, another eight under like it happens once in a blue moon. So I think that was that that's that's the thing with golf. So. Brooks had his roller coaster of of score uh, and Justin, I felt like was probably the most consistent score wise. I felt like every time I looked at him, he was going up just a little bit, but it's just a it's a hard game man. you're supposed to have a day that's going to be difficult. And, you know, you just hope it's not Sunday. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. The following is a high five moment from high five casino dot com. I won. Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, 
Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports. Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel now through June 9th. I want to give a, a Kepka look in. I, I don't think I've shared this before, but, you know, when I was doing the interviews at Fox uh, for a couple of years at the U.S. Opens, one of them was Aaron Hills that Kepka won, you know, for his first U.S. Open, first major. And I interviewed him on Friday evening. And he was, I don't really remember where he was. He was obviously right around the lead, if not in the lead. But I feel like he was, he might have been behind Ricky or right in that. And I was interviewing him and it was a taped interview. So, you know, we taped some and we do some live. And it was a taped interview, and I'd asked him some question about, you know, I, I mean, unfamiliar position for you, a chance to, to win your first major title this weekend. You know, if things go well, but you've played so well so far, how do you feel? And he kind of looked at me, and at the time, I remember thinking he was kind of being an a-hole. But now, <laughs> yes. after seeing who he is, I understand that he was being himself. He looked at me and just goes, it's Friday, bro. Yeah. And I just remember thinking again at the time, like that's kind of an asshole thing to say. And now thinking after we've seen Brooks do this for year and year and year and year and year, that's who the guy is. It doesn't matter that he's in contention after two rounds to him, to us. It might matter to you. It might matter to tiger. It might matter to him. It doesn't matter. And I think that's what we love. You talk about how hard winning is. I looked this up today. So no laying up tweeted something after JT won about how many wins he has the last four full seasons. He has 12 wins last four full four seasons. And I think DJ has nine in that. So he's got, you know, he's got three more. And I was looking it up because I was going to reply with percentage. This goes back to how hard it is to win. So he's won 12 times in four seasons, which is wild. It's still only 14% of his events that he's won. So you think he wins all the time, which I always feel like Justin wins a lot. And it's still, and I mean, I'm using only obviously with quotes, but only 14% of his events he wins. I mean, that's that's a low number in terms of starts. You know, it's just you don't win a lot in golf. That's not the point. Tiger ruined that for everybody. Yeah, I try. I used to always say that uh, you, the way I could tell you how good Tiger is is he's the only person in golf to have a winning percentage. That was like, right. who would else would look at a winning percentage? Like, it's just so irrelevant. Oh, I like Dustin. Amazing. He's won once a year, every year for like, you know, his t- 10 years or whatever it is. But it's like, yeah, like that's nothing in like sports. You win once a year, like that's laughable. But in golf, that's amazing. So it's just it's such a sport. Again, this is why you have to be positive and so because you're gonna get kicked in the head so much more than you're gonna like feel really good about yourself. Because you know Xander, who uh, you know I've been mentioning a lot on this, but he's been playing great. I think he just got another sixth place, but he hasn't won in a little while, and I'm sure it bugs him because it's not like he comes. You know, we travel together and it's like, it's not like he's like super jolly, but like you're a little happy because you 
freaking play great, but it's like when you're those guys, it's like winning is, you know, when you've already won multiple times, like winning is all that matters, but it can't be like, it truly can't be because you have to see positive. So it's like, you could say, that's why I would would say Tiger probably is the only guy who's like, if I don't win, it's literally a waste of week. I don't buy that for anyone else. People may say it, and maybe I'm wrong here. I am not the 10th player in the world. This is maybe a naive statement. But to me, if you're going to do this for your career, you're not going to be Tiger. You're not going to win at like a 30% rate for a couple years on end. You need to see something good each week. You have to be honest with yourself. It's like, I played okay. JTB me or I ran out of holes, like something like that. And that's just the way it's got to be because go- that's why golf is such a freaking pain because you just don't have a lot of wins. That's why you play, you know, when you play, uh, you know, a little like uh, fun game on a Tuesday or Wednesday and you win, like you have to kind of look at that like, okay, there's a little win because you, you know, I played great on Thursday and what that get me? Nothing. Just like Brooke said, it didn't mean anything because, you know, if I could tell the future, I'd know that my, my golf swing was about to go and it's like, okay, well, good luck, buddy. You're not going to win this week. I don't care how good you are at chipping and putting. Uh, they showed you a few times on Thursday, which got me excited. Obviously I was watching the coverage <laughs> on Thursday. Um, was a little shocked and I got to ask. was a little shocked. What, uh, what are we doing here with the mustache? What's so the I plan do this, for this? I, I do this little rotation where I go, uh, beard long, especially when my wife is in here. Cause she hates my mustache. She doesn't like the beard either. So I usually grow the beard out. Then I cut it to a mustache just to see how funny it looks. Then I <laughs> like it cause it makes me laugh. And then I keep it till I have to see my wife. So I see my wife tomorrow. So I'm gonna shave it in the morning. Cause you've still got now, now currently, as I'm looking at you, you've kind of got the the light beard, it's a good look. The light beard, but the mustache is is Yeah, full. I just went raggedy. I just, I just, I mean, I was playing like I look. <laughs> just a little rough around the edges. Hey, did you get a chance to see Dustin Johnson? Oh, yeah, on... I saw him. <laughs> did you see him in person shaved? Yeah. What? What was your reaction? Did you could you did you notice him? So, you know, I've told you like a lot of people think I look like him. That's kind of what I look like, <laughs> like full shaves. That's why I don't do it. Oh my god. I look god. more like I mean he looked a little more he looked a little more ridiculous. Than I he looked insane so did, have you ever seen deadpool he kind of looked like deadpool when he takes off all his stuff but I, like i've got a friend tim lynch and i'm gonna throw solly from no laying up in this as well yes yeah, these guys are that. they're beard guys they are yeah. beard guys I they never they, they trim it to the same length all the time and they're never without beard i have pushed my friend tim for years i used to try to get solly to throw the, the shave in the beard completely yeah he into our bats. It, right he would never do uh. it and you see Dustin and you understand why he didn't even look like the same guy. I hope the beard is back in full. This is the, yeah. this is why you don't shave really early in the morning or as late as we're doing this podcast. Cause bad <laughs> things can happen. You only lay on the couch late at night. And if you're Bryson, you, you go get some curls in and that is about <laughs> it. Um, I, I want to get to some flights. I've got a lot. You've got a lot, right? Yeah. But got, before we get to flights, flights. I, I, we have we have something fairly big this week. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, this is your second PJ Championship, obviously different than last year with, with everything and scheduling and all that. But uh, excitement level going into it. We had a few questions on the podcast uh, Instagram account about 
your prep for, for majors and otherwise I'm assuming it's the same, but just your, your, your level would, of excitement for, for, for this week. Yeah, I'm stoked. I would, but I have, I saw that too. I have no idea how to prep for a major different than a tournament. I just tried my hardest, man. I haven't played enough of these to know. Um, I'm more excited for this one than Beth page. Uh, oddly enough, I won, you know, the tournament prior to Beth page, but I felt like that next week I was so spent. You have to do so much stuff. And I didn't get to like work on my game much. And I played, you know, pretty well the first two days and had a, a bad Saturday um, and got, you know, 60th or whatever. But I did feel like unprepared is so the wrong word, but I felt like it was a whirlwind. I didn't feel like there was any build up to this. Now, this this year, I'm stoked because first off, I'm in my home state, which is nice. Just feel comfortable. First of all, I have to get to this before I talk about how I'm how much better California is as far as the weather goes, but it has been so hot everywhere we go. I mean, so freaking hot. Memphis was just like the last stage where like when you're battling like the boss in a video game, it's like, you've gotten through all like the little bosses. And then here, here comes the big bad boss. And it's like, you got to beat this guy up now as you're just dragging. This is, that was my fourth week in a row. And I'm like, dude, like on Thursday, I thought I was going to pass out. It was hot. I was tired. I was over it. And it just, it's been miserable. And the reason I brought this up is because, uh, the dining this week, awesome as always, but they had, uh, sometimes they've been making us like these little pre-packaged PB and J's, uh, so that we have, you know, like something to bring out on the course. Cause there's like no a professional uncrustable kind of thing, yeah, or what? Like a profe- but it's got crust. I mean, it's like okay. a little ha- happy sandwich, but they've been making it. It's awesome, but it, nice. yeah, it's not quite an uncrustable. Well, this one, this week was peanut butter sandwiches. You could add jelly if you wanted. So the first day I grabbed one, not really thinking. And she's like, Oh, it's just peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like no big deal. I got to run. Well, Guys, I know where this is going. Eat a P, a, not a PB and J. Eat a PB sandwich, <laughs> and it's in, like feels like it's a hundred and thirty out. And you're just, uh, you know, you're just doing the thing with your mouth. Just like I get, made it through three bites. I was so hungry. I made it through three bites and I had to, I had to quit because I was like, I, I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna die. I have no more saliva <laughs> to help me get this thing down. I'm going to die on the 16th tee at TPC Southwind <laughs> due to just like. I need jelly Sticky bread. Yeah, Somebody bring jelly. me jelly. Pour it down my throat. It was, it was so bad. So I just had to talk about that, but yeah, so it's nice to be back. Even when we landed, I was like, wow, this air, like we can breathe again. Um, but yeah, I'm so, I feel a lot better about this one. I feel like, although I don't like to play five in a row and especially like, I think this is eight out of nine. Um, it's kind of nice when the last one is such a, a big one in the sense that it energizes you a little bit. Now it's probably not good because you technically aren't energized but um you know i feel like i've been trying to build towards this i had my good finish you know i've been playing a lot better golf than the scores have shown uh and like i said i actually oddly enough feel better about my ball striking even than after i finished or even better than when i came into the pj last year like i said the whirlwind didn't help i feel like again and i could say this a million times but my floors are low with the driver just because i don't get any best great spot so at wells fargo i had the timing synced up really well and then i feel like especially when i don't get to work on it it like went away so beth page i felt like it was just going to be pieced together uh, this week i actually feel like i'm closer the rest of my golf game too is just so much better so i, I i'm excited about that part i'm excited to be playing a golf course i've only played once but i do uh i do like it fits me really well would you why you what was the other time you played oh, it was like a u.s open sectional qualifier um even though i went to school up here we never played so um 
but I liked the course. I actually came and watched the President's Cup here, so you know, I got a little. I checked it out, you know, and to see what the guys scout. were doing. I mean, it's yeah, smart scouting. That's yeah. that's really just, that's early just prep, preparation. You know? Proper preparation precedes premier performance. <laughs> My high school coach used to say that. I hated wow, it because it was nice. so dumb and so many peas. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You're, there's a zero percent chance you'd have been able to say that sentence if you're having a peanut butter and bread sandwich. There's oh, no way. Straight that's, facts. That would have just been <laughs> no chance. Fell right on the cutting room floor. Um, what's so what's your, I mean, I know it's similar to every week, but just, you know, starting Monday when people are listening to this till the first round, what do you do during the week to prep for an event? Yeah. So I'm just chilling tomorrow. I'm going to go get my test, uh, my COVID test, uh, going to just, uh, you know, lay low. So no and, golf or are you going to hit balls? Uh, I might go hit some balls. I might play a little bit, but I'm not going to do a whole lot. Uh, typically, you know, especially on a long stretch, Mondays will be our off day or at least we'll try to do something fun or something to take our mind off of like the tournament itself or the professional grind even if it is just golf uh as long as it's a little bit more fun um yeah then tuesday i'll play nine my coach is coming up i'll just work on all my stuff uh like like typically you know we'll hit a few balls when coach is here we'll do a little bit more but play nine scout it out then play the other nine on wednesday same thing just it's not a lot of practice. I, I try to like hyper focus on certain areas that I think will be important while also, it, you know, hopefully those align with what I'm working on. And let's just say like my ball striking or my chipping or my putting, like just do all that, but try not to overdo it. I think that's the one thing I did really learn quickly and, and early was whether it's had a PJ tour tour event your first year out or for me it was the u.s open when i was in college uh you know about to turn pro i spent so much time at the course so much time grinding trying to get my game as perfect as it could possibly be right before the event and it's like by the time friday rolled around i was so freaking tired like what are you doing like just go again we talk about this all the time but go play a little golf now that doesn't mean i'm not working hard at the course but it's like be smart about it you know don't be there you don't need to be there for 12 hours like you don't need to make sure everything's perfect. Like it's going to be what it's going to be. So, you know, go work on what you think you're going to need to work on. This is the stuff I guess you, you learn and you mature and do, but go work on what you need to work on and then get out of there. You know, just, just do your stuff, make sure it's full, but maybe spend more time on the golf course rather than the range. Unless, like I said, you know, if, if my coach decides like, that's what we got to do, like, that's what we'll do. But typically even Wednesday for him, you know, it'll be a lighter, a lighter day of, of the grinding practice. We might go do try some stuff on the course and here, you know, work on some shots, but in general, you know, you're not, it's, it's, it's an interesting balance. Although you typically, you know, if when you're at home, you practice every day, practice at home is so different than practice on the road. And that's the stuff I think pros learn is it's so much more strenuous at home. Like you're really like trying things and you're, and you're, you're working hard on stuff. Whereas in a tournament, you're trying to like, you're just trying to get the motor, you know, like, running like you're just trying to make sure that everything is like in balance and if there's something you need to fix and it's a, a it's never gonna be a big overhaul just gonna be like a little thing okay that's not working okay can we go to this like how's this shot feel and then you're like okay that's what i'm doing for the week and you hope that that's it doesn't have to be a big change but like that's all you're really doing and like i said my game has been a lot more predictable lately and and the the um you know the little things a lot of the errors of the game have been good so it's just like it's just continuing to fine tune those. And then for me as all weeks, just work on the driver and just find like a comfort comfort level with that. So it's just, you know, it, it's actually less, less prep than you'd think. Whereas I would say the weeks prior to majors is more prep than you think. That's why we played a lot just to keep, you know, keep in the mode of, of, of 
a big golf and work on the things on the course. Cause you know, when I'm on the range, it's not too big of a deal. So that's kind of where, that's how I approach it. I yeah. don't think that the week of is the time to be like, let's grind major week. It's like, no, no, it's like, let's, let's work our way towards that. So then once Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday comes, you can kind of just get to a normal ish routine. Yeah. My, my dad, uh, I was uh, playing in a junior tournament. My dad was caddying for me years ago and we were just warming up for the round. And there about three spots over was a, a son and his dad and there was alignment sticks and yeah. they were grinding. And my dad walked over to me and goes, if you ain't got it now, you ain't going to find yeah, it. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, so that's so true. That's a yeah, really just, you're not going to, not going to find I mean, there's it. times you could do that, but for well, you, me, you could like, do that. I mean, you know, like yeah, but I'm, but if you're doing it, I think you're looking more at like, not the round you're looking at like next week. Like I did that yesterday. Like I took 800 videos of my golf swing, sending them to my coach. My coach called me. I, I t- go down, send him another one. Call me. It's basically like a face, essentially like a FaceTime lesson, but it, did I want to play great today? Hell yeah. I wanted to play great, but I, I really just wanted to like get a jump start on what we would work on on Tuesday. Cause I knew I was going to play some, you know, Sunday obviously. And then I might go hit on fr- on Monday and then like Tuesday, I didn't want to have to waste two days. So like, that's what I was doing. It's not like I was trying to like piece it together for Sunday. I was more like, okay, this week is dead. As far as winning goes, we could maybe find a little something and grind out a, you know, whatever. And oh, yeah, I did. I shoot even, but it's like that, that's, that's what, you know, so I think that if you're doing all that, it's okay, but you have to know that like, it's probably not going to land <laughs> in, you know, the hour before you're around as your dad oh, I found said. It. My, 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 my last eight iron before I got to go to the yeah, tee. Um, so uh, how much NBA have you been watching? A pretty good amount. Um, Insane. I, it's been I've amazing. missed a lot of the second games. Cause it's been, I've been going to bed early. Oh, listen, Hey, you just got on the best coast, buddy. I know I it is all. lovely. So. <laughs> The West Coast, you know, bubble NBA watching. The only bummer is, at like eight, it's over. You're yeah, done at eight. Yeah, then you know? what do I do? Then there's nothing. So it's like <laughs> you, it kind of peaks because you know you always get that seven thirty, eight thirty tip game. Yeah. When you're when you're Pacific time, that can hold you over until you fall asleep. If you might fall asleep in the third quarter, if you're my age. But <laughs> now it's like the games are over, and you're just looking at games tomorrow and see what time they start. But uh, just so. I didn't re I mean, I love watching golf there. It is another level when I get to watch NBA basketball and oh, yeah. it has just been the best. And I've been just consuming so much. I had NBA on the big TV today. Golf got secondary treatment <laughs> oh, on the until it got kind of close. Yeah. Look at it got flipped. Uh, all right. So I want to get to flights and we can go. Um, <laughs> I have a lot. I know you do as well. Um, I'm going to start with worst thing I heard this week. Uh, just, Pretty much all the Bryson stuff from start That's to end. That's mine. Mine I, just says ants. <laughs> I love, I love, I, I wrote a piece on my website about Bryson. He's, I think he is amazing in terms of you love him or hate him. Kind of like what we were talking about with Kepka. Uh, the living to be 130, 140. I mean, listen, I want to be 130 as well. Actually, I don't know if I want to be 130. I don't even want to be close to that. It, it's weird. I mean, listen, if, if I can live comfortably and I could be 130, great, but that's not going to happen. The ant thing, I went back and watched it for this specific segment. He said at one point there was one to the rules official, and then a little bit later he said there was two of them. So that, again, is not an, an anthill, but that that was my worst thing. Um, that was my worst thing, too, but more so because professional golfers crack me up. Like... <laughs> Just and I guess everyone would. You're just trying to find something. You like, got a shitty lie. There's something. two sticks. It sucks. <laughs> but there's like just because you're in 
Memphis, right? I mean, there are ants everywhere. I grew up in a town that had a fire ant festival. I I personally dressed up at one year as I had to be the mom, the dad, and the kid in multiple years because my dad was in charge of a lot of this stuff. I had to be the ants. There's ants everywhere in these areas of the country. I mean, of course you're going to see one or two on the ground. That doesn't mean you get a drop. Well, uh, first off, were you, was there an ant ant? Like aunt and uncle ant? You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a, a great question. Words. I don't know the Second, answer to that. I didn't know about this. I got to go, man. I can't do this with you anymore. <laughs> Wait, do you got, you're done? You don't want to do the fire festival? I don't know if we can do this anymore. Yeah. That's it. That was, I that think was I, the... I finally got a grip. I figured it out. I got to bounce. <laughs> um, that is a wildly Texas thing you just said. The fire ant <laughs> festival. I mean, hey, listen, shout out Marshall, Texas. You don't want to run into fire ants also. Those things are brutal. I think you could. T- can I take a drop from the tea box if there are ants on the tea? It's a great How's question. Work? I need another line. But no, I was less making fun of Bryce's board. Just so like golfers in general, we're all insane. <laughs> I know. We will find anything in the world to help a lie. Like I'll look around and be like, hmm, like I'll become an agronomist. Be like, <laughs> hmm, like what's that? Is that a, is that a sod seam right there? When was this grass planted? When was it? Was it within a week? I think I get a drop. You know, it's the restoration like, was in 2015. Nuts. I mean, yeah. that wasn't that long this is ago. A French, I know what a French drain looks like. You think that's because I care about drains? No, I like getting a free drop here and there when my ball isn't sitting perfectly. So I know what a French drain looks like running through a fairway. It's such a golf <laughs> thing to say French drain. I, yes. I, I'm pretty sure drain experts maybe know what a french drain is golfers do and that's it that's <laughs> yeah, the that's, extent that's of the people that know extent. what those are uh best thing i heard this week max i i'm got i'm gonna hand this over to jim nance on sunday ben on i don't know if you heard this you probably didn't know playing uh ben on starts the day has like a 10 12 footer on the first for birdie max he shoved it at least a foot right maybe <laughs> two feet right you know like you guys hit your lines. Yeah, it's almost hard to every tell time. a push and a pull. Yeah, right. It's Typically. like you guys. I always say, you know, when people complain, if you ever hear a regular golfer that's not a professional golfer say, oh, I had four putts lip out or I had four putts that almost went in. Every pro has four or five putts around that either hit the lip or rolled over the lip. Like that's sure. professional golf. So he hits. It was one of the worst putts you'll see from 12 feet from a pro. <laughs> he shoves it. Nance does not miss a beat. He said, I thought there weren't any fans allowed. And I just loved it. I I thought it was one of the better, just spontaneous, random reactionary comments I've heard in a long time from a TV booth. Do you think he was bad? He had that back pocketed for a while. Like that was his quarantine homework. He's really smart and really good. So possibly, but I'm going to give it. It was just an unbelievable reaction. I I was so I, 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 I. tweeted it i loved it it was awesome anyway that was uh that was one of my my favorite things i heard this week that is awesome uh the best thing i heard this week joel damon on 14 and oh, all God. of the f words <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've all been there but the way he did it was so eloquent um, perfect delivery i'm hoping to have him and mark hubbard on the podcast one of these days we have to we'll talk about this off the line but um that would be nice we could ask joel about this moment in general but it it i somebody tweeted it i saw it um and it made me so happy because I've said the same thing, like just everything, F everything. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, by the way, I've done doing this pretty cool thing. So last week I did no Twitter. And then this week, uh, Lacey just didn't want me to be on. But I said like, you know, Sunday to Tuesday, or I said Monday to Tuesday, but I guess technically the idea was like between 
once I'm done Sunday to Tuesday, like, let me be on so I can just catch up on stuff. I like being on. I want to keep like doing little things here and there. And she was, we came up to an agreement because she just doesn't think it's super productive. And I agree with her, especially during the week of a tournament. So I, I only went on this week, Monday, Tuesday. So then I come back on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon when I was done. It's actually kind of fun because you catch up on so much it's stuff. A lot of content. Like, just a all flood. the content. Like I get to see all your like tweets from the week that cracked me up. I get to see no laying up just like going in on everybody mostly just like one you know uh tv program but for the most part like i catch up on all this stuff and i'm like reading it so and i i don't have to like go on the wormhole of like looking at comments because i have so much more important stuff to do on the actual thing so it's actually really really fun but yeah long story short that was my favorite thing i heard this week we're gonna take a quick break and be right back the following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports. Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel now through June 9th. So I, I have I have a, a slight suggestion to your Twitter game now. I mean you okay. you've you've gone off it as you just mentioned, and um, I know you've talked a lot with you know your social media team and your manager, consultant, their assistants, brand manager, people like that that you deal with. But I have noticed that you're throwing this hashtag into tweets that don't involve golf, and basically it's the thesis of your tweets. So it'll be hashtag baseball. I yes. get it. Hashtag analysis. I've been doing this for a lot longer than recent, but I like that. <laughs> I think you just need to stick to the hashtag golf, even if it doesn't pertain to golf. Ooh, at all. Okay. I like yeah. That. So like, man, Sizz- this is a Mac. This is me tweeting for you, man. Sizzler sure makes these to go steaks. The perfect temperature hashtag golf. I feel like the people <laughs> that listen to the podcast and care get it. 
and the people that don't. It's just like what you did today when you said stick to sports to me. God, that made me laugh. <laughs> it was just so good. And the only people that really get it are the people that kind of listen to the podcast or yeah, follow along in right. our lives. I had multiple people <laughs> respond to your tweet that were just such dicks uh, to me but it's hilarious because they don't know that we're joking you yes, know so that's exactly. why it may it's like you're being mean but i'm actually going to give you a pass on being mean because you don't <laughs> you understand that it. we're actually making fun of the whole process of this i mean i think i'm mixed up because i have been since like twitter i got on twitter i have it i will typically on a very bland tweet just hashtag like the most basic part of the tweet because it just makes me laugh i don't know it's like you know we're just talking baseball hashtag baseball it just Great makes singer. me laugh it meant nothing to do with anybody but i will i i do like to just throw in hash now that hashtag golf has become kind of our thing uh, i'll just throw it throw it in random ass tweets here yeah we, we we may or may not be in the works of making hashtag golf shirts that you can purchase uh, on the internet so give me like a uh a, a strapped hat uh hashtag golf hat and i'll be so happy <laughs> this is this is this is what i do now by the way this is all i do is i just work on, on stupid ass t-shirt that. ideas that, that we that we may or may not make never you know we'll see but um, that was my uh, that was my suggestion. I also have a dumb idea for you um, that I was thinking about. I presented <laughs> this to really, really put that thin line between our good and dumb. This ideas. Is very fair point. Hey, listen, this whole you segment was just this whole, this whole hour and seven minutes has just been one long dumb idea. Um, so uh, we like to laugh a lot about how much airtime you get on TV, no matter if you're playing poorly or playing uh, real solid. Uh, we just have. Just have fun with that. You know, if you're an executive at a TV network, it's no, it's, it, we're not going after you. We just like to laugh because it makes us laugh. Yeah, it gives me something to, as a, as something to talk about. I had, I had an idea though. So you were paired with Brennan Todd the first couple of rounds. He was playing great. They I were was. showing him more and more. Uh, you played really well the first day. They were showing you on TV for that. Not so much on, on the, during the second round. So here's my idea. Thank God. <laughs> if you're not playing great, or they're not showing you. What if you just kind of started to randomly camera bomb and just randomly right when the big moment was happening, you just kind of slowly walked in front of frame. So it's like, you know where the cameras are, you know where the putt is, the putts like four feet out and you know, it's pretty good. You just kind of slowly just creep, just slowly creep in. And maybe you turn around and you go, Travis Matthew, I love the shirt. Now, you're shouting out your sponsor and you're getting a little bit more airtime. Maybe they, they, they are not going to like you for it, but this is an easy way to get more camera time. All right. <laughs> a perfect dumb idea. Thank you. Uh, here are just off the top of my head, three humongous holes. <laughs> okay, let's go. One, I don't know when I'm on or not on TV. It's a very it's good point. I've thought know. about that. I thought about that when I was writing it down. It's not like, it's not like that. Wait, wait, hold on real quick. For people that aren't professional golfers, the camera guy doesn't yell at you that you're on. Action. Max, Max. <laughs> no, that doesn't. Hey, that's, hey, 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 hey Max. Red light. Hey, Max, back off real quick. Uh, they're going to put this one on just so you know. 
That would actually be great. What if, would be what great. if every time you were on camera, they told you you're on camera? <laughs> and you, do you think you play better would, or worse? Way worse. How good would this be though? You hit one out of bounds, and or you go to hit a provisional, and the guy comes in with the click clack thingy and goes, uh, "Max, I'm gonna take two. <laughs> Action." That would be pretty great. Um, so that was one hole. <laughs> no, the hole number two. I can't talk while Brendan Todd is putting and say, hey, no, no, thanks, no, no, Travis no, 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 no. He's hit the putt. It's tracking <laughs> oh, towards the hole. So, so I, I need mean, to you... run while it's. <laughs> <laughs> I need to run because they zoom in. So I got to get my face down. All right. And then hole number three, which is the most important of the three holes. Uh, although the other two, uh, we could get around the other two. I could figure it out. <laughs> If I'm not playing well, so I'm not on TV, and then I know that I wouldn't be on TV as I was Friday, I'm not going to be in the mood to chase after golf just, on the ground. Listen, you're whole, you've got a whole new attitude about the game, and you're being <laughs> and real positive. It's not that good. It's okay, not that okay, good. okay. I'm not going to like man, flex my shirt as I lay on the ground in front of Brendan's putt. MGM. This yeah. this this Max guy's got a great attitude. He's four over. This is unbelievable. You know, do you think they'd show you more if they thought that's how you just always were? Oh, like, man, this man, guy's jovial as hell. So funny. What a, what God. an unbelievable. That's my new favorite person. dumb idea because it is as dumb. Oh, it is. As it is bad. It, you it actually uh, led me into one of my flights, which was the best shot I saw someone hit this week, and it was just Thursday, Friday, and any putt Brendan Todd hit because <laughs> he made them all. <laughs> he, he had a putt on Saturday from like 12 feet to save par and they had the worm angle. This is uh, I, I would have, this is when the camera guy would have told you you guys were on <laughs> and it was like the worm angle of it. And Faldo or somebody was talking about how tough the putt was. And I was just remember thinking, well, it's, he's definitely going to make this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, hasn't right one, he hasn't been any, and it was like left lip and he hits it firm left lip and it went right yeah. in the middle. And it, it's just, I golf is so s- ridiculously frustrating that's to your point you said 254 hole leads the guy plays flawless golf for three rounds gets to sunday and it just leaves you you know yeah. you and you and it's now it's back to if you're brennan todd to on a sunday night it's it's what what was the reasoning for that you know and how deep you want to dive into it and it's like he'll probably have a great week this week right at the pga you know it's just it's just so crazy that golf can be like that you know it is an infuriating game. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of rhyme or reason to it. Part of it has to be nerves or a mindset going into it. Because, you know, Brendan Todd's not just not going to make a birdie. Like right. He just made all the birdies. Uh, <laughs> he still looked, you know, good over the ball. He clearly got the left miss, like came up with the irons. Or at least what I saw every time he had an iron shot, it looked like it was way, way left. Um, of target. I mean, and again, it was on the green. It was like, okay, but there's a big difference between it to 10 and even 20 feet percentage wise. So you go through that and then all of a sudden the ball doesn't want to go in the holes. And now you feel like you're putting from a lot of different spots than you, you know, would typically putt from here's one for you. This is a real interesting part about the actual scoring of golf on Friday. I put it really, really, really well. Um, and I made a ton of putts that you know, anywhere from five to 20 feet, made a lot of them on Saturday. I put pretty well, but not as great, but I hit it better. And then on Sunday, I hit it really well and made nothing. The interesting, interesting thing about that is I didn't feel a whole lot different about my putting, but a lot of my putts because they're for birdie are not, you either didn't get to see the ball roll by the hole or they're downhill because it's harder to get the ball below the hole, you know, with your second shot. 
that's like the biggest difference. So you look at someone like Brendan Todd, who maybe wasn't hitting it quite as good. They didn't have quite as many easy putts and, you know, never made his like 50 footer or whatever. He made two with me, but you just like the ball just says, you know, it's just like not left in the easiest spots all of a sudden. It's like, wow, this is really hard. And then of course nerves take over a little bit, but like, that's, what's so crazy about golf is it takes that little amount to change so much. And that's what goes back to the Brooks's and the JT's of the world who win so often that it's just like, but again, so often is so rare. So it's like, it's just, it, it is a wild game. If it was one round or two rounds, you would see so many different winners. But the fact that it's four, you do see the top guys, as far as world ranking goes, seem to find their way to the top because they continue to do the precision part of golf under all circumstances in over four days. And they'll just wear you out. Justin Thomas does it better than anybody. I saw his name all week on the leaderboard. I always look for it. First off, because he's a friend of mine. Second off, it also means my name's up on the leaderboard. If his name's up on the leaderboard, so of course I'm looking. <laughs> um, so I looked, and I you know, always was right there, always right there. Never really thought that he was going to win. I didn't watch golf yes uh, on Saturday after the round, so I didn't know he was only like a few back, four back maybe. But you just see him, and you just kind of know he's going to keep playing well. And next thing you know, look where he is. Shout out to Bones too, by the way. He came out of retirement to just get a W. <laughs> oh, last what, he had. He was on Cantley's bag or something, right? Uh, Fitzpatrick's. Fitzpatrick finished. Yeah, I mean, thanks. Thanks. I I said, you must be pretty good at this. (laughs) Like, you got to be all right. It's kind of the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing. Like, was Phil the great one or was Bones? Or are they both great? Obviously, they're both great, but it is kind of funny. Yeah, I was I was uh, in back of my head. I was hoping that we were going to get the Steve Williams bone comment. But unfortunately, oh, Bones is like the nicest yeah. human of all Not time. Steve. And he's like one of the best people ever. It's like, this is my greatest win or whatever Stevie said yeah, after that WGC event. Um, do you have any more flights? Um, I think I don't. Oh, I did have like a, a toughest decision on course decision. Oh, yeah. Let's hear that. No, let's it's just did it matter. <laughs> 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 I had a hole. I went to punch out. We weren't sure if we should punch out or go for it. It was seriously like literally picking between two bad choices. I, it was par five. I could have hooked an eight iron, maybe gotten the ferry, but it could have gone the water. Joe actually was like the one to tell me he thought I should try to cut a three iron through these trees. So I tried to cut a three iron through the trees. Ball came out funny, dove, cut more than it needed to, rolls in the water. I don't even know if the other uh, pitch out would have stayed in the fairway. So who knows what would have happened, but I hit my uh, dropped it, hit my four shot over the green and then chipped in for par. So does it really matter? <laughs> like, does it just <laughs> golf is the worst thing on in like, it just sucks. So oh. that's what happened. I, I had a decision that made no sense and I hit a shot that wasn't very good. Um, and, and, but I don't know if the other way would have worked out any better. And then I missed the green and made a par anyway. So whatever. Hey, when you <laughs> chip a ball into the water, there are two ways you can go with your reaction. You can be really pissed or you can go the other way where it's like, oh, sh- oh you're talking happens. about the chip in the water. Oh, that yeah. Was, yeah. When, man, when you, what, a, what was what your, which, which road did you go down when that happened? Um, Cause it's Probably really, both. It's, it's either pissed or you smile. Right. I mean, that's uh, when you do start pissed. It was a little okay. embarrassed because it, I it wasn't embarrassed because it was a hard shot, but it wasn't that. It was one of those things that it just shocked me because I hit it really solid. I just hit it like 
too hard. It was just one of those like outer body, like, why did you hit it that hard? Like <laughs> I knew what I was trying to do. Like I said, I landed it, you know, maybe three feet too far, but with a lot too much steam. And as I hit it, I'm like, there were just so many other places we could have missed that. Like, why did we do that? Like, and it was just like, it was just one of those brain dead. I turned, you know, I finished the eighth hole at like two over and I had hit no good shots. So I'm like, this is pretty good. And I'm like, you get this up and down. Even if you don't, you're three over, like of all things, like this is pretty solid. And I chipped in the water. I'm like, what did you just do? Like, We were okay. We were, we were okay. Like things weren't good, but they just got so much worse so fast. So I think it was a in between pissed and smile because it definitely was nowhere near smile, but I don't think I was that mad. I was just like, damn, why? <laughs> why, Max? <laughs> like, things were like we were alive and now we're drowning in the same lake that your ball just swam into. Uh, I um I played in an event this weekend with my uncle Dougie, uh, Ooh, yeah. team, team Bacon Bacon, and uh, it was a best ball event, net event. And uh, I decided on one hole where Dougie was struggling, I was short of the green on the par three. I decided to hit a bump and run eight iron. Uh, I haven't hit a bump and run eight iron in as long <laughs> as I can remember. And I left it. it I mean, it has to be one of the worst chip shots that anybody in golf has hit in 2020. I left it. I, it was probably 45, 50 feet to the hole. I probably left it 30 feet short. And <laughs> I all bump, no run. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> 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 and I missed, obviously missed, missed it for bar. Oh, you did. Missed it for bar. <laughs> Shocking. And um, tapped in for for bogey. And I was sort of walking off, going, "What other sport would somebody just go? You know, I haven't done this in a few years. I should try it. Yeah, now. let me give it a like shot. Like when it matters. Like, could yeah. you imagine just in the NBA finals or whatever? Just a do- Ben Simmons just started firing threes, and you'd be like, <laughs> wait." why are you doing that now? Like, why would yeah. you do that at practice for a while and feel comfortable and slowly work that way into your game? And I think it's moments like that where I feel like right now I'm pretty comfortable mentally with golf and you do stuff like that. And you realize that you're never going to be no. great at that stuff. No, cause it's, you do shit like that. And you're like, well, that was the dumbest decision you could have made. I think my most frustrating part of golf is, and it happens so often, but it's when I hit a shot, in a tournament and then i i the moment it comes off i'm like why like why did you do that like not not even just like that was a bad swing like it's just like why did you think you could do that one two like where did that come from you know and then for this one three it was like like the club just like i knew how far to hit it and then it i just didn't nothing between my brain and my body connected at all like it just like it said you know, my, my, my brain was telling my body like, okay, we're going to hit this thing eight feet. Okay. Body's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's like, I don't feel like you heard me. We're going to hit eight feet. No, no, I got you. I got you. Just, I could do this. Okay. I'm going to trust you, but just eight feet. And then the body's like 20 feet. It just like smokes it. It's like, we, we talked about this. Like we talked about this and it just like, it we makes just you... had this discussion. We just had this discussion. Eight feet, man. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got. It's, yeah, it's sure. 11 p.m. It's it's. Let's late. go win a major. Um, I hope the next time we talk, I have won a major, and I will be pretty pretty stoked and hopefully like a little. Hey, what I I want to ask this now because I don't want to ask this on Saturday night when yes, you're, when I you're will. Leading. I will sign a golf ball for you. No, I think. Well, I, <laughs> I that's I'm still waiting on my first one. Um, <laughs> 
what it okay now rory uh-huh. won the his first pga and it was before he got super ripped and i remember he had some issues holding the wanamaker all the way up yeah do you think it's going to be tough for you to hold the wanamaker all the way up above your head for all those pictures or do you think you'll need a break um I mean, it's heavy, man. I'll have to ask my chef if he'll help me hold it. I guess Perfect. that could be part of it. Uh, it's also it was also his second major, I think, and it will be my first. So I think the adrenaline alone, okay, okay, will, will get me get me to the finish line. But um, yeah, you know, it's a problem I'd love to be able to talk about next week. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I mean, you could have some assistance. You know, I mean, you hold sure. one side, and you, maybe you get somebody to kind of push their hand in on the other. I mean, it could be kind of a floating totally. maker look. I'm, I'm, I'm in. All, on this. I'm all in on whatever. Whatever involves that trophy, <laughs> I'm down. It also looks like a nice big one to pour, like, I don't know, 75 Bud Lights into. You, so. you, you can't buy enough beer to <laughs> no, fill that can't, thing up. But I'll it's, try. It's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's endless. It's endless. <laughs> I'll give uh, it a shot. Have a good week. I mean, we, we, hey, by the way, you've got oh, to you have golf for, tomorrow. I've got golf tomorrow. You've can, got we, to, can you tell us where to follow along? Because I would like to see the I, I've, I have no idea. No I'll, idea. <laughs> I'll send something. I think it's Arizona Golf Association. I Is think, it 300 degrees there tomorrow? Dude, it... <laughs> It's, I'm hot now at 11 p.m. in my guest room slash podcast studio, as they call it. Um, and I'm inside. So, it yes, it's I tee off at 11.45 tomorrow. Oh, that sounds like about the worst time I, to tee off. So, w- when should I have my peanut butter and bread sandwich? At what hole? Um, try it on 12, right? When you okay. think you're hungry enough that even if you died, you'd at least be, like, okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't believe i can't believe you took multiple bites out of that thing. i was like, so I hungry that's why you got to do it you gotta you gotta be real hungry because it was uh, it was unappealing very very fast listen i'm excited for you this week for a number of reasons one it's a major and i know you're excited about it two your wife arrives and says go as people are listening i know you're excited about that it's lonely on the road right Dude, now man it sucks it's not a lot of <laughs> stuff sucks. doing uh, only so many video games you can play at night and watch so much tv um yeah three you're in california for I feel like for whatever reason, when you get in areas that you like, I always feel like you play well. So I think it's going to be a big week for Max Homa. Very you know what, Justin Thomas, enjoy hey, enjoy this week with those four letters, buddy. Yeah, technically I'm kind of number one in the world. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, sure, easier to type too. Homa, just four <laughs> letters. Uh, have a good week. Play well. Uh, no Instagram stuff because it's too much stuff. For you to do during tournament weeks, which I totally agree with. Oh, yeah, with. I bailed on that, everybody. Sorry, that was on me. No, uh, just no, no, too no, no, much no, no, junk. It's hey, Listen, the last thing we're ever going to do with this stuff, I know you're a media guy, but the last thing we're ever going to do is weigh <laughs> you down with stuff, and that is, one, that's too much stuff. So enjoy the podcast. We'll be back on a Monday with PGA champion Max Homa. <laughs> Thanks. Hashtag golf. <laughs> Wash your hands, everybody. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. 
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Family Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. It's time to get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data. And you get to choose who joins your family plan starting as low as $25 a line. Does it have to be family? It can be family or people you like. Get more lines and more savings. Switch to Straight Talk for family plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver and limited plan. Taxes and fees apply.